0: podcasting from Plymouth, Minnesota, the supposed land of oofs and you betchas. This is Hippity Hoppity Boo, where we talk about everything hip hop, from dance to DJing. I'm your host, Hannah, a student at House of Dance Twin Cities. Today's episode is an interview of Bao Lee, one of the owners of House of Dance Twin Cities. how did you get introduced to hip-hop? Jake. Jake is Jake Riley, her husband and fellow owner of House of Dance.
1: I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Funny, funny enough, um, it's always been around for me. Like, I want to say that a lot of, um, like a lot of Asian people in general have adapted and adopted hip-hop culture to kind of being their own in a sense. So, um it's always been around like i've always listened to hip-hop music been interested in the dance dances um but i want to say that diving really deep because um prior to jake like everything hip-hop for me was pretty like surface level right um and then what is it i was dating I was dating another guy at the time when I had met Jake um, and I met him at a battle in passing, like really fast. And the guy that I was with at the time was a breaker too. So he was like, oh yeah, this is Jake, whatever. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And then uh, a couple of years later um, we started talking via Facebook. And so after dating and then starting to like go to practices, two times a week with him and then starting to go to battles and then traveling out of the state for battles like I got really um attached to breaking in in a way in some cases it's a love hate relationship for me and breaking because breaking takes a lot away from like our home life um, and we're constantly trying to find that balance between, you know, focusing on our family and what we need to do here. And then also breaking is like Jake's girlfriend, you know? Yeah. So I've got to, I've got to like let him have his three days a week, two hours a day to, to be with his girlfriend because his girlfriend makes him sane. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, and it's been like that for a long time. But um, yeah, being, being specifically in the breaking scene um, has shown me a lot about what hip hop is, where it comes from, um, what it means. So I wanna say in truth, likely, we started talking in what, 2012, okay. right? So I wasn't really introduced to breaking until like
0: 2013-ish okay and like are there any other like elements of like hip-hop that interest you as well um so i'm really down
1: with the dance styles right so like if we're going back to five elements of hip-hop i'm i'm really down with breaking i i understand it like when i visually look at it, i understand it the politics of it i understand for the most part um and i can form my own thoughts and opinions on um but as far as all of the other elements of hip hop themselves, breaking is probably the one that I'm most comfortable in or that I'm most familiar with. I, I love looking at graph and art, but I don't entirely understand like fonts and backgrounds and who are their pioneers. I would not say that I'm like about that. Life. And then of course the music, we're into rap we're into um hip-hop all that jazz so probably music would be number two for me
0: what motivated you to open a dance studio so i was
1: thrown into it hannah (laughs) i didn't have a choice i'm just kidding um so for me um so for me i I've always been, like, in the background. So back in 2013, 2014, um, when Jake and, like, the initial five were having these meetings, like, I was never officially, like, a part of this project. I knew that Jake had aspired to opening up a space, um, that he had a mentor that was trying to show him the way. And then um, at that time, I was working, what was I doing? I was working as a pharmacy technician at CVS Pharmacy. So like completely different wavelengths, like this is Jake's lane and this is my lane. Like I was kind of the corporate person working a corporate type job. I had a boss and all that stuff, right? Um, And then after the doors opened, in 2014, it wasn't until 2015 that I got heavily involved because the initial five people that were involved was starting to shift. Like a couple of them were leaving. Um, yeah, I wanna say like two of them had, le- three of them had left at that time. And then one of them wasn't even dancing anymore because they were pursuing uh, graphic design and so it was just like Jake and Jay Malvin X, if you remember him, he's got like the butterfly tattoo on his arm and stuff. I think so, yeah. Um, and then we picked up Abide, David, and then uh shortly thereafter we picked up Joel <clears throat> and like had to rebuild the team because we knew that it was not gonna be possible, which is two people. Um, And then Wealthy wasn't teaching anymore either because he wanted to do the graphic design. And so for me, all of a sudden it was like, I am so much better at organizational skills and um, typing up stuff, emails, things like that. that I was like, this is like an easy role for me to step into, just like, again, background player. And then um, towards the end of 2015 there, I had gotten pregnant and it was like, all right, HLG has gotta be like both of our only work. Like we have to go 110% and we gotta make Hasa dance work because now we got a a little person joining our, our team. And uh, we have to be able to provide for So we've got to step it up. And um, from there, it was like a, it was a no brainer. I had to come in. Um, I needed to be more hands-on. And like all throughout the beginning of that year, we were already starting to figure out like, you know, Jake's role is he's the teacher. He uh, like connects with the the students. And for me, I like talking. So I'm going to hang out with the parents in the waiting room and i'm gonna chat with them for an hour until their kids class is done because then you know it it gives me time to talk to other adults which is great because i even to this day don't have a lot of that um and then it also in turn helped me understand the students because your parents would express to me like what you needed you know so for example if they were like if I was sitting down talking with your mom and if she one day she was just like, <clears throat> you know, um, yeah, I feel like Hannah's really been struggling at home, like trying to find ways to practice or whatever. That is information that at the end of the night when Jake and I go home from the studio, I can I can sit there and say, Hey honey, so I was talking to Hannah's mom and Hannah's been struggling with practicing at home. So I think the next class maybe you guys should work on tips of how to have a productive practice at home, right? So it's like something that maybe Maybe you as a student didn't feel comfortable sharing with your instructor, or maybe there just wasn't time, right? Because nobody wants to raise their hand in the middle of class and go, I'm having a really crappy day today, and um, this is what I need help with because it puts you in a really vulnerable position, and people don't like being vulnerable. Um, Unless you say, hey, Jake, you know, can I take 10 minutes to talk to you after class is done? Or can I come a little earlier today so that I can talk to you about something that I need help with? like same like the same things that you would do with like your math teacher or your English teacher Um, and so it like I knew what my role was and um, I was able to get comfortable in that is basically as soon as we figured out that we were going to have beanies so I had to step my game up and um, it's it's like a big passion of mine like Jake is passionate about working with youth about working with young folk because he knows that they're like you guys are the torch carriers right like as you know hannah hannah's like yo i've seen so i have not seen that many b girls coming around town here and it's hard especially for girls to like stick through it because it's a male dominated field but the ones that stick around are dope and like they don't really have troubles because they got like their crewmates and the guys that that'll hold it down and stuff like that right so um I, I knew that at that time in, in 2015, I had to step into what it was like to be um, more of a frontline role in the studio, but I would have never like thought about doing it on my own because it was so far outside of my realm, you know?
0: Yeah, and like how has House of Dance um, grown since it first opened?
1: I mean, first of all, we get to hang out with really cool kids like you. So uh, I want to say like a lot of, I think Jake and I look at it a little bit differently than like a regular studio owner would look at it. Um, We know up to this point that we've worked with thousands of kids like a lot of kids over the last six years and I I'm never so concerned about like who's gonna stay because I've always known that the cool ones stay like the cool ones stick it through because the first couple times like the first couple classes you take they can be kind of boring they can be kind of slow and then um you know like if you're if the students desires don't align with what our values are then it's not going to work out because for us it's not just like I could I could do a class and like make it really fast paced and give you what people are doing out in LA or whatever but you know we really value teaching culture and teaching the principles of hip-hop and breaking and and then of course opening that doorway for you guys to not just be taking classes in our studio, but to also become more involved with our community that's here um, and like showing that to you in a professional way, right? So um, if you were to go to it, like if randomly, right? You were to go to a battle and you were like, yo, I don't know none of these people. I don't even know what this is about. Like the chances that your mom and them are like, oh yeah, this is cool, but I don't know if we wanna get heavily involved it would likely be high because they they don't know any of the people that are there, right? Whereas if it's, yo, we're throwing a battle and then we get to like invite our local community and then we've got our HOD community there too. Like our local community loves seeing kids be a part of it because all of them are adults. And they're like, yo, we ain't got no kids. We don't have anybody that like we could also teach, like also reach out to and also like have them learn new things from us or whatever from these battles and things like that so sorry i'm getting totally off topic but super like this is what happens when we start talking about stuff um so
0: i totally lost track of what your question was (laughs) (laughs) um i can just go the next one um so like What things have you like learned about hip hop and like hip hop culture in the past decade?
1: In the past decade. Okay, so we can dive really deep into this one because this is actually not something that um, I've experienced so much. This is something that Jake had experienced. Um, Is it okay if I talk about this Sonny? Yeah, that's fine. Cool. So last year, right? Beginning of the pandemic, George Floyd is murdered. There were, and, and being like, pe- like people who are not black, a part of a black culture, okay? This is something that in truth, I had a lot of difficulty grasping because for me, I'm like, look, this is like a black and white problem in a lot of ways. Like, and, and it, it required a lot of growth for me. This is like a black and white problem. Black and white people got an issue with each other. Asian people usually are like thrown yeah. on the back burner, and people yeah. don't even think about them, anyways. Um, and so, and like we're not, we're not white enough uh, as an Asian American. I am not white enough to be white, but I am not colored enough to be considered colored in a lot of instances, too. And so, like um, this, this phrase, uh, being a guest in hip hop, was heavily being thrown around in the scene last year and a lot of it was being spoken about uh, anybody who's not black that is a part or who participates or is a practitioner or whatever of any of the elements of hip-hop they're guests in hip-hop and that was like such a diss It, it in my book in Jake's book it was such a diss it was being used as like a slap in the face to say you know you don't belong here like you're only this is temporary for you and um for me you know i've been with jake for almost 10 years now i've been um i've been going to battles since 2010 like i've been going to battles for a long time um and i didn't i like for right in this moment right now a year ago i i didn't feel like I guess in hip hop because I put a lot of my life's work into working with youth and working directly with um, the culture itself, right? And like trying to be as authentic as possible for me in the way that I can and like being an ally or whatever, right? And so it was it was a really difficult, tough time. And um, somebody had called Jake out pretty much, and was like, a couple of people had called him out in the breaking scene, and they were like, you know, like, you're, you're a white guy in hip-hop, like, you don't belong here, like, you're a guest, and we were so, for me, I was so, like, offended, and I was pushing back against, and I was like, nah, you know, like, this is the work that we do, whatever, blah, 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 and then it took something, like, in truth, like, it took something, like, George Floyd's video being passed around and and the deep darkness of how much black people have been oppressed for so long, coming to light on such a main stage and literally watching our city burn. For me to be like, all right, look, this is your culture if i'm talking to a black audience this is your culture if you're gonna tell me that i'm a guest in, in hip-hop so be it i will not be offended because i understand that my role my role isn't to be the the host like if we're looking at it like a house right yeah my role is not to be the host because in my home i am the host and i love having guests over when i have guests over it's like you're pampering them you're taking care of them you're feeding them really good you put them in a nice spot right um i had to completely change the narrative of what it meant to be a guest and i we had to have a conversation and listen to conversations one specifically uh we listened to the black experience which was hosted by can i get some more coffee too please which was hosted by a bunch of black breakers and um, listening to their stories and what they had to say. It took listening to some black folk that were not using a guest in hip hop as a slap in the face, you are not welcome here term, but like a term of endearment that you're our guest, you're our guest, And so we're gonna treat you really well, right? And we would expect that you would respect what we do for you and and the culture and what it does for you or however you like to be involved in it so um that was a very pivotal spot for me personally to understanding like how much it affects me and how much the work that we do and what we say because not gonna lie Hannah as business owners as people who work with children as people who work with other families we've always had to be very um we've always had to think twice about what we were going to post on social media right because whatever we say at the studio reflects us and it, it took that moment for us to say I don't need to be politically correct I don't need to pretend to walk some imaginary line and I don't need to be concerned about offending someone because the truth is if if whatever we stand by at the studio doesn't align with you it's totally okay that you don't come to the studio anymore like I understand I don't I don't need you to stay because I would never expect that of someone that if if they if they didn't like what we did or if we didn't share the same views or whatever I would never expect them to stay because I would never want somebody to to feel like that for me um so again long-winded answer to say it's been hip-hop itself has been crazy impactful it's taught me so many things like I've always gravitated to it because I'm not your typical average Asian American woman like I'm very vocal I um I'm like a uh, I want to push against authority as much as possible. Like in in our culture, in my culture, like your husband or your father or your brothers basically dictate everything that you do. And for me growing up, I was like, nah. I knew at your age, Hannah, I knew I was like, nope, that's not who I am. I'm not going to be submissive and just obey whatever you tell me to do. I have a voice and if I'm gonna talk back, I'm gonna talk back. And if that means that you yell at me and lecture me for two hours, so be it. But I don't really care. And I'm so against the grain. It was a natural, excuse me, a natural progression for me to head towards a culture like hip hop because it was so opening. It was so inviting. It was so vibrant, so big. Like the music resonated deeply, like the art, all of it, it was, it was tight. So being with Jake was, um, yeah, it just, it just allowed me to be like truly involved with a really colorful culture and meeting some really dope people and getting to understand the perspective of um, specifically Black Americans in, in our culture and in our like local scene. It's, it's shed, a lot of light for me so
0: hopefully that answers your question this kind of like ties into it directly but like and like any other ways has like hip-hop touched or changed you
1: uh it's definitely humbled me like i said through that experience so it's humbled me and it's um i couldn't imagine being a part of something else like I couldn't imagine being involved as deeply as we are in something else um there's not really a way to describe it because even for me I feel like I'm more because I'm Hmong right so I feel like I'm more um emotionally attached to hip-hop and like that's closer to what I um associate myself with than even my own culture my own heritage you know there's that for me there's not really words to it um I just know that I have funny enough uh in our local dance scene at the very least I have a voice here and I know that whatever I say is impactful and so I want to be sure that I'm doing the right thing and I'm doing my part um, to make the culture, at least locally here in our dancing. Again, very niche, but making sure that I'm doing what I need to do to make our members here feel important and remembered and like what they say, have to like that, that what they say matters too. So,
0: yeah. And like, um so like what do you think is like unique about hip-hop in comparison to like other dance styles like ballet or like jazz I think that stuff is so boring that's it that is
1: the most honest answer I could give you Hannah is I think traditional dance like while it's it's very like graceful and pretty I'm not being condescending in truth I feel like you know it's very pretty and graceful and it's like it they're very they're way more disciplined than we are like I know that for a fact I like I will have a parent come and complain to me about how it's so boring they did the same thing over and over again I'm like try going to a ballet studio because then you're just going to be doing turns for like an hour. Yeah I quit. (laughs) You know so (laughs) I like and and Genevieve. Bao's daughter. actually wants to eventually do ballet here like she acts like she's a little princess and whatever. I'm like, I'm down because I think that it, it teaches you balance. It teaches you discipline, whatever. But it is so boring in comparison to all, all these different hip-hop styles, like breaking being the original and then all of the other styles that have stemmed from that up to this point. It's just cool. And in my head, I'm a really good breaker. <laughs> You know, like in my head, I'm like, <laughs> I, I can do that, it's easy, whatever. Um, but like I have I have a lot of respect that for it. Uh I have a lot of respect for it. I I'm at some point here, uh, every so often I like to mess around and, and break with the guys a little bit too, but it's uh to me way cooler than everything else. Way harder too.
0: I am oh. I see and then this is the last question but um how do you think hip-hop will like continue to affect you in the future
1: I mean it's a whole life girl it's a whole life so um I want to say it I think about I think about Genevieve I think about how amazing it is that this culture that we're in that we're a part of this community it's It's so multifaceted, multicolored, like so many different kinds of people that practice different types of dance that are all under the hip hop umbrella. And funny enough, we all happen to be um, a part of each other's lives because of this specific culture. Um, Whether even if it's just in passing, like you're just acquaintances, you happen to know each other's names or for example, for us, I'm usually the one at the door. So like I know your name, but I don't know anything else about you. I know your name and your crew, and that's it. Um it's it's allowing us to have our kid grow up in a super diverse community. And that's what that's what I want for her. Cause even at even at four years old, Hannah, she thinks she's like, let me see. How do I say this? She's like racially biased in her mind, she's like, I'm, I'm white. Like, I look like I'm white. And, and she knows that I'm not white. But at the same time, she's like, Mom, why do you? Why do you talk like that? Or whatever, like, weird little instances where even if you yourself are not like racially biased or racist or anything, you find and I I had this conversation with other parents who have mixed kids as well they they notice this racial bias at a really young age and so I want to expose Genevieve to being around other cultures and other people as much as possible like I want her to know that the color of your skin doesn't matter if they're your friends they're your friends if they're people that you care about they're people that you care about and um being in this specific specifically a part of hip-hop culture is allowing us to do that so um because for me growing up I was always only around Asian people I was always only around Hmong people I never had I never had white friends or black friends come to my house it, that was not until I was an adult where it was like oh I can I gotta have whoever I want in my own house and I get to make sure that that's the environment that my kid grows up in so that she can be empathetic and sympathetic when there are racial issues or um, social justice issues going on. Like I get to dictate that now because it's our house. So um, crazy impactful. I, I don't know. My life would be totally different. It'd be way boringer too.
0: Thank you so much Bao for joining us today. I hope you all found this episode to be insightful and entertaining. Thanks for listening to Hippity Hoppity Boo with Hannah. If you are interested in learning more about hip-hop, please consider exploring it by learning to dance, creating awesome jams, or just by simply reading about it online. Lastly, don't forget to join us next time when we dive deeper into the history of hip-hop.